hello everyone and welcome to the fishbowl my name's fish i'm your host and uh let's get a little bit of admin bullshit out of the way right up front this is an adult theme podcast i do use adult language so please be advised number two please look around whatever platform you're on right now find that follow or subscribe button and click it so that you get uh notified as new episodes appear all right, so here we go. The very first episode of Welcome to the Fishbowl. I am super excited. I can't thank you enough for stopping by. You know, it, it's going to be an interesting journey, and I'm glad you decided to take the ride. So, where are we going to start today? Well, let's start with what's going on in the world. You know, current events. You know, we can't ignore this global pandemic and lockdown. Now, I understand everybody's got real different experiences during this lockdown, and mine, I would say, has become quite transformative. Now, what I mean by that is I have realized a few things about myself, some that I, I'm, I'm proud of and some that I am definitely not. You know, it, it's kind of one of those weird realizations when you wake up one morning and decide to uh, look in the mirror and you, you kind of really understand that you've become an asshole, Yes, I am saying that I have become an asshole. Now, I, I'm not trying to be, you know, self-deprecating or any of that kind of shit. It, it's just a fact. What has happened is I have spent the last, uh, I don't know, at least 10 years of my life kind of looking back at every single thing that I can find that has gone wrong. And yes, you know, what ends up happening when you look at, at the past and you see all of the negative is you start to kind of relive those events in a different fashion. And, and so what I've noticed is that I just keep reliving the same day of my life over and over again. And, you know, it's kind of become sort of comfortable. It's become this way for me to know that I'm going to get through every single day. It's, it's, I, I've been with this kind of emotion. I've learned how to deal with it, and now I can move through my day, and everything's going to be great because I know that the worst thing that can happen to me right now potentially is that I'm going to feel as shitty as I feel when I woke up. Now, this isn't a really great way to live your life, and I've thought of different ways to change it. And I've start, I've done counseling. I still go to counseling all the time. My, my counselor's a fantastic guy, you know. But it, it really hadn't really changed a lot. And I think what really made me understand what was going on in my life is this pandemic, and it kind of forced me to reflect inside. And and I, I honestly think the, the real reason that I've understood what's happened is because for the first time in my life, I have had to spend more time with myself than I ever have before. Now, I get it. What do you mean spending time with yourself? You're with yourself every single day. Yes, that is true. But what I mean by that is... I've been alone with my thoughts. I mean, usually we've got these distractions in life. We've got work, we've got friends, we've got things to do, places to go, restaurants to visit, you know, hikes to go on, beaches to see, you know. And life is filled with all of this stuff. And then all of a sudden, all of that shit gets taken away and you're stuck, you know, kind of with just this like digital connection to the outside world for the most part. And so you end up spending a lot of time just kind of reflecting with your own emotions, with your own thoughts, with all of that. And so it's really the first time I've ever spent this much time with myself. And kind of ever since this thing started, this whole pandemic, I've kind of had this different view on what it means. And and what it meant to me kind of really fell into place when I had this realization that I became this person that I didn't want to be. And so what I'm talking about is right now I feel like both in society and for ourselves, me especially personally, and, and I hope this relates to other people, we'll see. <clears throat> but what it is, is is that 
I feel like we have been handed a master reboot button. And God knows I needed it because the asshole I've become is not a good person. It's not a lot of fun. And I really, you know, I'm surprised that, that my wife really kind of puts up with it because, wow, I wouldn't. But we've got this, this inherent thing that's available to us right now. And, and what it is is it's a reboot. Now, let me say that one more time very slowly so everybody understands. It's a reboot. Not a reset, a reboot. Now, the reason I clarify that so distinctly is because reboot and reset are two very different things. Uh, so let me explain this the way that I, it works in my mind so that you can kind of get a feel for where we are. So what a reset is, let's take a phone or a computer for an example, easy examples. If we're going to reset it, what we're going to do is we're going to take everything off of it. We're going to wipe it clean so it's just basically an empty piece of hardware. Then we're going to reinstall an operating system that makes everything kind of work. And then we have to install programs onto that operating system to make things happen. That would be a reset. You start fresh from clean. Nothing, nothing that used to be there is there right now, and you're going to have to add all of that stuff back in. And as it goes along, you can figure out what it was that caused the problem. That is not where I think we are. Where I think we are, and this is my opinion, I think we're at a reboot. So if your phone is acting weird or your computer's acting weird and you call up tech support, this is the first question you might hear. Hello, thanks for calling Apple. Uh, well, you know, hey, my, uh, my phone's not really working right. It's doing these weird things. Well, sir, let's, let's get started here. Have you rebooted or restarted your phone? See, that's the very first question that you're going to get asked. And why do they ask that question? Because of this. Here's what happens when you reboot your phone or restart your phone. It's going to turn off and then it's going to power back on and then it's going to run this small application in the background that you know nothing about. But what that program is going to do is it's going to check all of the systems. It's going to look for problems. And if there is a problem or an issue, it's either going to try to fix it. And if it can't, it's going to notify you that there is this issue going on. And if it doesn't find any issues, it's just going to start up as in normal. Now, this process takes slightly longer than a standard just, you know, powering your phone on because it's doing all those checks in the background. Well, I kind of feel like that's where we are. And I, I know for sure that's where I am. So what ended up happening is this COVID virus showed up. And just like a computer, it's a virus. And so what ended up happening is us as the government or the people or the world didn't have a clue what the fuck to do. So what they did is they just powered everything down. They restarted the world. They're restarting everything. And we're in that process of kind of powering back on. Now, you know, they decided that they were going to leave the device powered off for 30 seconds or a minute before they actually hit the restart button. So that, you know, it powered back up, you know, thinking that that downtime would help or something. But anyway, here we are. So we're in that process of booting back up or starting back up or running that check in the background. And so I think we have this, this ability right now to do something that we've never done before. We can look at the processes that were going on before and figure out the stuff that wasn't working, the shit that was broken, and we can modify the code or we can add a new program or we can put in a bug fix or we can, we could even do an update. We could go to, you know, version 2.0, let's say, but I don't think we're really focusing on that. I think we've spent a lot of time listening to the news and the media outlets and everything else tell us all of the numbers and the negatives and pointing the fingers and, and everything in that direction. And I think we as people need to kind of take the control back and look at the way we handle this and move forward trying to do better and be better. 
And I think if we do that, we can end up with a society that is much nicer, much better, much more uh, fruitful for every person that lives in this world. And it starts with the kindness, the kindness of looking at what's going on and figuring out, you know, especially like for me, that inner reflection. I have become this kind of person in my life because of my past trauma. Now, past trauma can work in a couple of different ways. For me, it's been both uh, a motivator and a, an excuse or a reason to play a victim. And so what I've done in my life and what I've kind of come to this realization of through a, a lot of kind of soul searching and, you know, looking into uh, different things that can help me learn how to heal myself and, and change my attitude and look in the right direction is I realized that I look at everything negative that has happened to me in the past. And I, I put a lot of weight on those. Now, I see some of my past successes as well, but I really don't give them as much credit as I give the negative parts. So like when I was a kid, I didn't fit in. I was raised in this small town in Idaho, and I felt like I was a big city kid stuck in the country, and everybody loved to hunt and fish and camp, and it, it just wasn't me. I was a drama geek. I spent my childhood trying to be anybody but myself. I loved it. I loved being on stage. I loved playing some other character. I loved being able to kind of leave my life someplace else and be somebody else for a different period of time. And so I kind of decided that I wanted to make movies for a living, and I, and I made that my dream, and I used the times that I had gotten bullied or the times that I was put down or all of those things as motivation to tell myself that I am better than this and that I can do better. And it worked for a while. It got me to, you know, move out of Idaho when I was 18 years old. I, I did all kinds of shit. I went and sold cars for a living, and then I worked at a radio station. I worked at a movie theater. I worked for a comic book publisher, and then I magically found my way onto a film set in 1999 in Portland, Oregon. I was going through downtown. I saw these trucks. I knew the movie was in town. I didn't have a clue how to get a job, and so I kind of just parked my car, ran up into wherever they were filming, and yelled at some guy in the street, somehow convinced him to give me a job the next day. Here we are, 20 years later, I've been working in film and TV for the majority of my life. So I've accomplished my dream. This should be an amazing feeling. I should be thrilled that I'm actually where I want to be. And to a certain degree, I was for a little while. It worked. I, I convinced myself that I was on the path to being, you know, exactly who and where I wanted to be. I said, I want to direct. So I found this script, and I pushed it around town. And for five years, you know, every door was closed to my face, and everybody said no. And then we magically found this person who gave us the opportunity, and we made this movie. And March 10th, 2010, it gets released to the world. And 19 countries, a bunch of different copies, all that stuff, and it just felt like nothing happened, and my world imploded. I didn't see a success in there enough to give myself any kind of credit, and I just kind of fell apart. And I never looked back. I, I became comfortable in that misery. It was, you know, because the success wasn't there, I, I really put a lot of weight into that misery, and I just kind of delved into it. And I noticed at that time I also became kind of two separate people. So the person that I feel like I am, this energetic, bubbly, kind of fun-loving guy that tries to have a good time no matter what I'm doing, um, always tries to be helpful, sometimes to a fault. But, you know, that guy, you know, became what is known as fish. 
and he's the guy that shows up on set every day, does his job, has a great time, tries to you know, make people smile, all of that kind of stuff. And then when I leave the set and I get to my car, all of that facade just melts away almost instantly and I get back to the shithole that I call my life and I dwell in the negative and then I take that home to all the people that I live with and I make them miserable as well. Now, I didn't realize until recently how badly I was doing this. I realized that I probably did a little bit of it, but I didn't realize that I was this bad at it, and holy shit. Well, like, you know, if if I were my own friend, I'd be like, dude, fuck you. But, you know, it, it takes a lot for you to kind of be able to look yourself in the mirror and admit this kind of shit. Like, it's not easy to look at yourself and go, you know, you've you've really turned into a piece of shit. And, and, and do it without making yourself feel worse. That's the big thing is, is we do it every, like I probably did that to myself every single day. I looked in the mirror and I told myself how horrible I think I am and what I've become. And then I just delved deeper into that, which probably made it miserable for everybody else around me. So I had to kind of dig deep inside, especially when I spent all of this time with myself for the last few months. I'm like, God, you're negative horrible what like you've got to change this and then something kind of clicked and you know I, I gotta hand some of my transformation to my wife I mean you know she's been for years kind of introducing me to this whole spirituality and this metaphysical side of the world because a long time ago when I was a kid I kind of lost my faith in standard religion I too much stuff had happened to me and every time I prayed and, and asked for help things got worse and so I, I kind of lost that now I'm not saying religion is bad I, I believe that you know you have the right to believe in anything you want and for a lot of people religion and God and everything gives them their peace and, and by all means keep that hold on to that whatever gives you peace and inner happiness that is fantastic unless it's something that hurts other people then don't do it but for me, I was kind of lost. I, I didn't know where to go. I didn't know what to do. I didn't really have anything kind of as an outside or a spiritual influence in my life to kind of guide me in any kind of direction. And then my wife kind of introduced me to this stuff called metaphysics and spirituality. And now I know a lot of you have probably heard of this kind of stuff and you think it's kind of weird mumbo jumbo or, you know, hippie or yoga or all that kind of bullshit. And, and you know what, to some degree, maybe it is. But, but the part that, that worked for me was the idea that we are what we think. You know, your, your reality is whatever you think it to be. And, and I believe that's true in a lot of ways. I mean, if you think about things, the, you know, what I've been doing with my life is I would find some negative part of my, my past and I would latch on to that. And then I would start to see similarities of that coming, you know, in my present and leading me towards a future that if it keeps going the way that it was becomes the future that I've always kind of understood and known. So the, the fear of the unknown future is no longer there because I can predict it based on my past experiences, which to some degree is absolutely true because what ends up happening is exactly what I've done for most of my adult life lately. And what that is, is I find that negative in the past. I dwell on it. I predict what's going to go on in the future. And then I commit to that. And usually what it is, is it's some sort of negative thing. And I find some sort of issue. And whether it was an issue before doesn't matter. The fact that I'm spending so much energy on it and I'm focusing on it now makes that issue become a reality. I've created an issue out of something that wasn't there. And then I start to get mad about this issue and I don't remember the fact that I created the issue. And then I start to treat people differently and I try to start to treat my life differently. 
And then I repeat the same bullshit day that I had yesterday because I have decided that that just seems to be what my life deserves and where I am and I'm happy there. And it's a subconscious program. It's, it's become so repetitive for so long that I didn't notice it. It just became the normal and I kept looking towards the future to change. The problem was is that I wasn't on the path towards change. I was on the path towards staying in the same spot. I was, I was Einstein's theory of insanity, absolutely. I did the same exact shit over and over again, and I expect some different result to happen, and it's never going to be that way. So what I've started to understand, and, and you know, if you guys haven't heard of uh, a guy by the name of Dr. Joe Dispenza, I, I highly encourage you to go look him up and, and see him on YouTube and stuff like that. He's really got some amazing insight. Whether you believe in, in all of the, the metaphysical stuff or not, you know, the, the brain science just makes sense. And for all of those that, that think that, you know, I'm going off the deep end, you know, if you've read the book The Secret, you've, you've experienced metaphysics or spirituality. If you've heard of the law of abundance, you've experienced metaphysics or spirituality. And so for me, it kind of gave me hope recently. As I looked in the mirror and I realized I'd become an asshole and the person that I don't want to be, I had to do an inner reflection and decide that something had to change. And as I made that realization, the universe started to provide me with these resources that had been around me all the time and I just didn't bother to fucking notice. And it started to tell me these things. It started to show me all of these moments. Like the other night, my wife and I sat down and we, we pulled up this, uh, this video uh, from, believe it or not, Dr. Joe Dispenza. And it's talking about, he's got this, uh, this series called Becoming Supernatural. And, you know, I know it sounds kind of funny, but really what it is, is it's all brain science. It's, it's about the idea of this. Think about it this way. Your brain can make anything happen. So your body doesn't understand the difference between what is physically happening to it and what is happening just inside your own head. What I mean by that is it, your, your physical attributes of your person react to these electronic impulses derived in your brain, right? So if your brain is firing and telling your, your body that, you know, this situation is scary or stressful, your heart starts to race, you start to, to tense up, you, you get into that fight or flight, adrenaline starts pumping. And, and this can happen before any kind of event actually ever happens in your life. I mean, I know people that, you know, were standing in line for a roller coaster and they're so afraid of heights or whatever that they just, they, they kind of go into a panic attack. And what that is, is it's your brain fooling your body into believing something is real, whether it is or isn't. And so what I've understood from this is that I have been telling myself over and over again and committing to the idea that this is where my life is. And because I'm putting so much energy into it with my own thoughts, it is becoming a reality every single day. Now, if I take and I change my way of thinking, I start to allow myself to focus my energy in some other place then that is going to allow me to accept the things that are coming my direction. Right now, I'm so busy feeling sorry for myself and putting my energy into all these negative spots that anything good coming in my direction, I usually tend to push away. And I've noticed I do that with the people in my life 
especially like, you know, I'll, I'll sit back and I'll, and I'll start to get upset that this person in my life is really pulling away or being distant from me. And I'll sit back now and kind of think about that and realize that I was getting pissed off at this person because they, they pulled away or they were being distant. And really all it was is me pushing them away and giving them reason to be distant, and then getting pissed off at them because they were being distant with me when I needed them. But yet, I never actually put the two and two together that it really all kind of was my fault. Now, I've got a lot of work to do, and I'm not going to say that I am, by any stretch of the imagination, like healed and everything is fantastic. That's not how this shit works. I mean, there's no miracle pill you can take that's going to make your life good or make you start feeling confident or, or happy about yourself. You have to dig deep, and you have to give yourself the authority to do so. You have to convince yourself to start putting your energy in the places that matter. Now, if I wake up every morning and I instantly grab my cell phone, and I look at my Facebook and I look at my Twitter and my Instagram and I look at my emails and the, the appointments I've got for that day or whatever, instantly this happens, which is it puts you right back into all of the shit and all of the world that you had the night before when you went to sleep and now instantly you are back to who you were. You didn't give yourself a chance to do anything other than to bring all of those problems and bring that sense of familiarity back into your life. And I do that repeatedly. It's something I think most of us kind of do. And so you kind of have to start taking time to reflect. And, you know, we all kind of sit back and we look at our lives and we, and we strive for those moments when we get some peace and quiet or silence or time to ourselves. And really what that kind of is, it's, it's almost like we're all searching for that, that time to meditate, the time to be just us, the time to, to, to kind of, you know, let the world go. But when we get that free time, what, what do we do with it? We find ways to fill it. We, we put social media, we put TV, we put whatever else we can find into that free time that we should be using for ourselves. And we don't ever use it for what it's supposed to be. Now, what if we took that time and we, we just kind of let go of everything? We sat back, we closed our eyes, we breathed, we just kind of let the world go and we don't think about anything. We let all of that energy that we've been putting into other places come back to us and recharge us. And then once we do that, we can start to kind of figure out where we want to point our energy again. Now, I know, easy to say, tough to do. It's that standard kind of, you know, you know, practice what you preach. It's really easy to give advice, but not as easy to follow it. We're all subject to that. And I'm not going to say I'm any different. You know, I can sit here and spew all of this shit that I've learned and, and say that it's all amazing. But, you know, practicing it myself is not always the easiest thing. I really have to kind of force myself to remember. And, and I've realized that, that you're going to screw up. And that's, that's one of the things is that you, you know going into any kind of self-work that you're going to kind of mess up and you have to be okay with that. You have to be okay with knowing that you're going to have setbacks. You're going to have times that things don't go the right way. You just have to kind of catch yourself and put yourself back on the right path. And then what you can do is you can take that negative of I fucked up and make it into, you know what, I know I I did this, but I've corrected it and now I'm back in the right place. This is a victory. So it goes from being a negative to being a positive. Sounds really simple, 
but it's not as easy as it as as it sounds. You really kind of have to focus, and I've been noticing that about myself. I'm really trying to put that effort in. I'm really focusing on becoming the better me, in envisioning where I want to be, because that's a huge thing. Like having the dream and following it, or having a vision and going after it, or having something you want and shooting for it. You know, you you kind of you kind of have to sit back and, and realize that a lot of the things that we've been taught to do and that the way that we live our lives is not really beneficial to our lives. So let's look back, you know, for example, uh, let's use, you know, I, when I was a kid, I was bullied. So when, when I look back on my life, I always use the same kind of questioning theory on myself. I, I'll be like, you know, I, I don't understand what I did to deserve to be treated this way. I don't understand why I'm in this position in my life when I've worked so hard. I don't get it. I don't understand. Or why is it that when this person did this, they get to this point. But when I do the same thing, I I never even get close. Well, it all sounds like kind of basic questions. They don't sound really that negative. But they, they really are. What ends up happening is those questions get answered. Now, I don't care whether you're religious or spiritual or whatever. The Whatever is out there is sending those answers back to you. And those answers come back reaffirming why you're at that spot in your life or what you did to deserve to be here or why you're here instead of there. And then you, you focus on that and you kind of reaffirm all of these negatives and then you kind of dwell in that and that becomes the rest of your day or the rest of your week and then you go through this same pattern over and over again. This is what I do. I go through the same pattern over and over again just repeating all of the same bullshit and never realizing that the reason that I am exactly where I am is because I never really look forward. And when I do, I look forward in a way where it's like it's unobtainable for me. So what ends up happening is it actually becomes unobtainable for me because I hold myself back. I make sure that there is some sort of roadblock that will stop me because if I get to that point, I'm not sure I know what the fuck to do. If I'm happy, I, I think my head might explode. I, it, you know, it, it's just not a normal for me. And so, you know, it, it's... I think it might be interesting because there's a lot of people that I've worked with over the last 20 years who see me as this guy on set that is energetic and is happy and tries to lift everyone up and is willing to help. And, and hearing all of this stuff me that I'm talking about right now about me being so negative and, and being this, this giant asshole in my personal side of my life probably comes as a little bit of maybe a shock to them. I don't know. It, it kind of came as a shock to me in some ways that I was as bad as I thought. I mean, I knew I was grumpy and and stuff, but I didn't realize that it had gotten to this point. What I've figured out that it is for me anyway is that I have become the person that I am and the person that I'm that I want to be on set because set is safe for me. Now let me explain what I mean by set is safe. Now every day when I go to work, I get what they call a call time. They they tell me show up at this place at this time. Now, I understand when when I show up there that for the next 10, 12, 14, 16, 18 hours or however long it is that they decide that we're going to be there that day. A film set is almost like its own little microcosm universe. It's like everything we we need is there on our set. We have the caterer that's bringing us food. We've got craft service with all of our beverages and our snacks and stuff to keep us busy so we don't leave set. We've got bathrooms. We've got security. We've got everything is contained in this little world. 
So when I showed up on set, it was easy for me to take my side of my life, my Chris side, and just push it way out there. Because quite honestly, unless somebody was dying or there was some mega emergency, it doesn't really matter what the fuck is going on outside that film set because I can't do anything about it until I leave. So it, it, it really didn't surprise me that I've kind of been able to feel more comfortable there. The outside world doesn't exist in that sense. And so then I would walk off set and I'd become this miserable dick in my car as I drive home and then I'd bring this misery into my house and I would try to pretend like I'm happy and everything is good and let's go get a beer or whatever and then I would just become a miserable shit the entire time. And, and you know, I know that sounds negative, but it's really an empowering, positive moment for me because I've realized that I don't want to be two separate people and I really don't want to be this piece of shit that comes home every day and treats my family and friends like garbage because that's how I feel about myself. Yet I can be somebody else over here. Now, when did that separation really happen? I think for me when it happened was when my movie came out and I didn't get the success that I thought was going to come from it. And then I started to, to get down on myself. I started to be self-deprecating. I started to say, okay, well, you know, I, I tried to make excuses like the economy was shitty or this or that or, you know, any, whatever it was. And, and quite honestly, I, I don't know if any of that really makes any difference. I, I think the reason that I didn't get any further than where I got was because I didn't believe that I did anything worth moving forward for. You know, you, you sit back and, and you, you convince yourself that, well, well, maybe the movie isn't good enough or maybe this didn't happen or whatever it is that you've done, you find ways to discredit. And like I sit back and I look at it and yeah, I'm proud that I made a movie, but I, it wasn't that like lifelong accomplishment that I thought it was going to be. Like I had spent my whole life just dreaming of the day when I got to do something like this. And then I get that position and while I was there, it was amazing. It was the time of my life. It was probably one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life, but it was still like I, the stress became almost fun. Like it wasn't a bad stress. It wasn't a stress that made me feel like shit. It was a stress that was like, Ooh, wow, we've got a challenge. Let's find a way to fix this. Now, if you, if I can do that when I'm in that world of the film set, why is it that I can't do that in my real life? I think it's because I've spent my life telling myself that I can't. And I've convinced myself to the point where I don't even have to tell myself anymore. My subconscious just repeatedly does it for me. Like, you're not good enough. You can't do this, blah, blah, blah. We've all done it. I mean, I've probably recorded this podcast a hundred times. And every time I sit down and listen to it or I think about it or whatever, it's you talk too fast. You go on too much about this. You whatever, blah, blah, blah. Nobody's going to give a shit. Why do you care? And, and honestly, you know, I finally got to the point where I kind of gave in. I'm like, you know what? It's going to be what it's going to be. The first episode is never going to be the best episode ever. It's always going to improve. And if it's not improving, nobody's going to listen anyway. So what the fuck's the point? At some point, you have to look at yourself in the mirror and say you're good enough. And it honestly kind of in some ways took me kind of taking like my iPad and pointing it at myself and looking at myself as I'm talking to be able to get through this all the way and feel good about it. I had to believe in myself. I kind of had to take that outside perspective and look at this as if I were the person on the outside looking in. Would it be interesting to me? Would I care? Would it make any difference? Would I resonate with any of it? And I'm hoping that's what this is. You know, as we go along, I'm going to 
to get into all that kinds of different topics. You know, we're going to kind of stay on this idea of always moving forward, looking for a positive, kind of following and, and rechasing our dreams because we've got this reboot. Right now, we're all in, in a master reboot, whether we like it or not. And we can choose one of two options. We can choose to kind of go with the flow of whatever, you know, the government decides it's going to do and just reboot back to the original program we had. Now, here's what's going to happen. All of those same issues and bullshit that were happening before this are going to come back. But then on top of that, you're going to have this whole new set of bullshit issues. All the stuff that came because of the shutdown, the extra bills, the, the, the lack of finances. There's a large plethora of shit that is now going to get piled on top of what you already had. Now, if that's where you want to be, great. Keep moving forward the way you are. But I don't think that works for me. I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be the person that I was before because the person I was before was an asshole. Like, honestly, you have to be okay with looking at yourself in the mirror and saying, you know what, I've become an asshole, but I don't have to stay this way. I don't need to be this every day. I can be the person that I want to be. But in order to do that, you have to give yourself the authority to be okay. You have to be able to look in the mirror and go, you know what? I'm fucked up. And guess what? It's okay because I can fix it. If I put the energy into the right places and stop focusing on all the negative shit and I start focusing on the things that are positive, I start inviting that positive energy back then my life is going to change. Let me give you a quick example. All you have to do is say, instead of why am I at this point in my life when I should be there and I've worked so hard? Well, you know what the universe or God or whoever's going to do, whatever spirituality you subscribe to is going to send you back exactly what you fucking asked for. They're going to tell you that you are in this spot because you did this. And guess what? Your brain's going to latch onto that and you're going to go, oh, okay, I get it. And guess what? You're not going to go fucking anywhere. You're going to stay right where you are. So what I've tried to do is I've had to sit back and go, okay, well, how do I change the script? How do I ask a different question to get the better answer? How do I change my focus of energy? And if you think that uh, this energy thing I'm talking about is bullshit, let me give you one quick, actually, I'll give you a couple quick examples energy is important and right now you're noticing it more than ever with this social distancing now the first issue I have with that is that we are not social distancing people we have been social distancing ourselves since the invention of the smartphone if you don't believe me think of the last time you went out with a group of people anywhere and how many people even in just your group were not present in, in the area that you guys were together, but they were present in their cell phone. They were looking at their phone. They weren't engaged in the conversation. On top of all of that, how many people outside of your group did you talk to that didn't work at the establishment? Social distancing people, we've got it down. Now, the problem that we've been having with this lockdown is we've all been forced to experience physical distancing. And I'm not talking like the, the, the touch or anything like that. It's literally just the energy of being around other people. We're missing that. And if you don't believe me, here's the example. Let's say we're all going to go to a party or an event or whatever it is that has a large group of people. And there's this guy off in the corner. Let's call him Joe. Now, Joe is really just pissed the fuck off. Now, why he decided to come to a party when he's all sorts of pissed off, that's a whole different story. But needless to say, Joe's just pissed right the fuck off. 
And so what ends up happening is everybody at the party just kind of avoids Joe because you can feel this kind of negativity around him. But then you get that one dick that wants to go fuck with Joe. And so what he does is he goes over and he starts talking to him and doing things. And then Joe just gets more pissed off. And then, you know, eventually the whole party just talks about how it would have been a great party if Joe wasn't pissed off and if uh, Ted didn't go instigate him and make it worse. Now, on the flip side of that, picture the exact same event. But instead of seeing Joe in the corner, let's put uh, Lisa and Sarah. Now, Lisa and Sarah are having a conversation about something that happened to them, let's say, recently that was funny. And both of them start to giggle and laugh. And then, you know, Tim joins their group and, and then nine or ten other people kind of group around. And now all of a sudden, that corner of the room is just bursting with laughter and joy. And what ends up happening is the entire room starts to fill with this kind of happiness and this laughter and this joy and before you know it the entire room is just having a great time and it was you know the greatest event or party you've ever been to and you think that the energy of the people around you had nothing to do with that I mean, we're, we're electrical beings. We have this, this mass of, of gray matter inside of our skull, and as it does certain things, it creates these little electronic impulses. And those impulses hit another spot in the brain and creates a neural pathway that then goes through your body and tells the autonomic nervous system or whatever other portion of your body that needs to be affected that this needs to get done. So it's kind of like those, those like PIMS machines, like those uh, muscle relaxers that they, they stick on you, the electrodes that it's like a little bit of electricity comes in and your muscle goes, so your brain is kind of doing that on a, a subconscious level all day long, every day. And so for me, like the, the neural pathways that, that were the, the happiness, the, the good parts of my body, those would appear or to reconnect and start firing when I walked onto set because it became this familiar place. It, it's, it's almost like a little kid walking into Disneyland. You know, it's like, you know, you're going to have a good time. So I knew every time I walked onto set, I was going to have this good time. Now, the other part of my brain would then turn around. And when I got home or I got to my car and I was heading in that direction, it was like having to leave the park. It's like, you know, the fireworks were about to start and you didn't get to stay for them. And, and so then those, those happy thought portions of my brain would stop firing and those would turn off. And then the, the, the negatives, the, the like, I, I wanted to see the fireworks part starts firing and turns me into a shitty person. And then I go home and I stay there until something triggers that to happen again. Now, why do I need something over here to trigger that? Can't I myself find a way to trigger that in my own head? Well, that's what I'm trying to do. But it all starts with putting my energy in the right directions. Again, we're going back to the energy people. We all have an energy inside of us and we pull on the energy of everything around us. Every single thing in the universe, in my opinion, is connected and everything in the universe shares a certain type of energy. And we're going to have to find a way to kind of move forward and reboot the world the way it is and find a new energy, that new positive energy that can, that can guide us in the right direction. That's where my life is. And, you know, some days... You know, it's easy. Some days it's not. Like I say, sitting down and doing this podcast, I have probably been the most self-deprecating, worst critic of my uh, of my history because nothing was ever good enough. Nothing was ever right. I couldn't do it right. My voice was too fast. I was too nasally. I, w I sound like a child. You know, nobody's going to listen to this shit. Why am I bothering to do this? And then I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to have fun. 
because that's what it's about. For me, doing this is really all about getting back to having fun in my life, to doing the things that I find joy in. And if you listen to my trailer, you already know something about me. And that is, I feel like I love to talk. And probably even more than that, and, and my wife would agree with this 100%, I'd love to hear myself talk. So then, of course, what's a better place to be than right here in front of a microphone recording everything to put out into the ethos for whoever decides they want to listen? And quite honestly, I sat back originally and I'm like, I, I can't wait until I've got, you know, a thousand subscribers or 10,000 subscribers or a million subscribers and this is going to be amazing. And quite honestly... No, I, I, I don't even care about any of that. Uh, I, I'll be super happy if one or two people listen every week. And if they get anything out of it, you know, it, this, is, this is more than a success. Because for me, it's fun. I can honestly remember a time when I was a little kid and I sat in my parents' basement and they'd gotten me this little mixing console for Christmas. It had three sliders. It had a cassette tape player built into it. It had an input in the back for, you know, another cassette player or whatever to put into it. And then it had a little microphone. And I would sit in my parents' basement for hours when I was 12, 13 years old, and I would play music and DJ a radio station that never existed and nobody could ever hear. And it was, quite honestly, one of the most amazing times in my life. It's one of the happiest memories I have. And now I get to live that every single week. I get to sit down in front of my microphone, I get to talk to people, and I get to put it out into the ethos and hope that somebody gets to pay attention or even cares enough to pay attention. And if they don't, you know what? I still had a great time doing it. So as we move forward, I've got a couple things lined up. I'm going to interview some people. I've got uh, Michelangelo from the Ninja Turtles, the original Michelangelo from, you know, the, the original movies. And I'm not talking the guy that did the voice because, you know, that, that's one thing. I'm talking the guy that was in the 70-pound rubber suit. And the most amazing part about it is he had, he had no karate experience at all when he got the job. So we're going to talk to him about that and about following your dreams and, and about staying positive because this, this guy is quite honestly one of the most positive people I've ever met. Um, and as things go, I'm going to try to, to, to see if there's other guests uh, that I can bring on that can kind of guide us towards that positive and the following your dream and living a better life. I think I've rambled enough for this week and I, I think you kind of just kind of get an idea of where I am and and what I'm going to be talking about and I really am excited for you guys to kind of go along and take this journey with me and and you know I, I'm going to use you guys to kind of hold myself accountable for my own growth you know if I start to slip hit me up and tell me that I'm being a dick again if I'm getting way off track and it doesn't really matter hit me up and tell me that um, and to that extent, you know, I really want to keep you guys involved. I want you guys to tell me what it is that you see going on. Where are the things in your life where you see that uh, things can get changed or, or, or anything that you just want to tell me? You know, I've set up a couple of different ways for you to be able to contact me. You can hit me up over on Instagram or Twitter. You can go to at uh, WTTFB1. Again, that's WTTFB1. Or if you feel like hit me up over on Facebook, it's just facebook.com slash WTTFB. If, uh, if you really want to get deep, you can go to my website, WTTFB.com. I believe uh, if I haven't got the comments turned on on the site, I will make sure that happens very, very soon. Um, you know what? Since you've made it this far, since you've stuck with me to this point, I am going to answer one last question for you. And I know it's going to be the question that everybody's going to ask because I get this question every day. And here we go. Why do they call you fish? 
Very good question. Not a very good story, but I'm going to give it to you anyway, since you've stuck it out so far. Here's what ended up happening. So right about 1996, 1997, I was working at this radio station in Portland, Oregon, and I was working with this guy from Boston named Tony. Now, Tony walks by my office one day, and as, as he's walking by, he kind of stops, and he takes both hands, and he kind of waves them in front of himself from left to right, kind of wiggling, going, hey, shadfish, what's up? Now, I didn't think much of it. I'm like, okay, you know, that's just kind of weird. It's Tony, and he kind of walked off, and, and I thought he kind of made it up. Now, come to realize there actually is a fish called Shad, and so... Because my last name is Shadley, he decided that he was going to call me a shadfish. So for about a week or two, people in the office did this little hand movement thing, and they said shadfish to me every time they saw me. And then out of nowhere, it just randomly got shortened to fish. So let's cut to that story I told you before when I got a job on a film set, and I, you know, I get this job, and I put on a walkie-talkie, and, and I am gung-ho, ready to go. And the next thing I know, somebody goes, hey, Chris? And this is what you hear. Yeah, I mean, that is legitimately what you heard when somebody said, hey, Chris, on the walkie the first time that I was at work. Because there was nine Chris's on Channel One. So that means nine people cued their microphone to talk all at the same time. And it's what we call steppage. Basically, you can't understand shit. And so to ease some confusion, I'm just going to go with fish. Makes it easy, you know, I'll use it for this show, and then when I'm on a show that doesn't have so many fucking Chris's, I'll go back to Chris. Yeah, that was 20 years ago. And there you go. Again, not a very exciting story, but since you stuck out all the other bullshit all the way to the end, and I'm sure it was one of the questions you had, that's why they call me Fish. So until the next time I see you in the fishbowl and I try to bring you more insights from my own life, I appreciate you stopping by. Have a great day, evening, whatever the case may be, and I will see you next week. Thank you so much. Later. Later.